Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome to the Net Worth WTA podcast. We handicap all things women's tennis and talk through the upcoming week's tournaments. Joining me as always from California, it's a little later, so is it still sunny there, Spread? Is the sun still up? Or, uh, you no, the sun, the, the sun went down on me, but... Uh... But we're still having a great time, and we're doing another late night pod. And the last one seemed to get good reviews, so I'm I'm amped up, and uh, people seem to like the looser uh, nighttime format here that we got on the Networth Pod. So I'm excited to get another one going. I know, Jorge. How you feeling? You had a long day walking today? Uh, no, no, no. We were only going till four today, so it wasn't too bad. It was a nice exercise, but not too long. Wonderful. So let's jump in. We got a couple tournaments to recap, and then the last big event of the year. Um, in terms of recaps, we'll start here with Tashkent. Um, we're just in a few hours. We have a final between Allison Van Utvank and Sirona uh, Kirstea, um, who's been very good to us, Jorge. We've won quite a, quite a few units on her this past week. Yeah, buddy. That's been great. But she's in the final. She's a relatively big dog, plus 180. I know you and I were already chatting about this. I want a better one more time. But um, the more and more I look at it, Van Utvank's had a really, really impressive week. So what do you think, Jorge? Any chance that our girl Kirstea sneaks out an upset or is this uh an av another title for avu i think another yeah title. i'm going to uh i'm going to sit this one out um i i think that vanderbanks looked amazing this week uh we talked last night i didn't end up making an official play i was on the fence and i elected against it um but i really did like the vanderbank spread against christina plishkova i don't i just didn't see it was only two games and i did i don't see what plishkova does better than vanderbank and there's no you know movement advantage which almost every player will have over uh, the Belgians so I I liked that I think Van Utvank 6 love 6 1 6 2 6 1 6 2 6 4 6 3 7 5 two sets have gone past nine games this week in her matches uh, the form is there and I'm going to take the money we've made on Kirstea this week and walk away I'm I'm happy last night was uh, my biggest wager in in a while or my second biggest wager in a while and it uh, came through for me at plus money against Zavatska Spread, what have you thought of Tash Kent? You think our girl Kirstea has any chance? You're more optimistic than Jorge and I? Is it would this be AVU's first title outdoors? Or am I am I tripping there? Let me pull it up. I think she, I'm, she I'm did thinking she's only earlier this year. I don't know if it was outdoors or not. She, I'm thinking she's only won indoors before, so that would be quite a step forward because we had kind of capped her as an indoor only player um, and kind of stayed away from her outdoors and you know It'll be interesting to see if this is a Burton's-like breakthrough that's just a flash in the pan or if she's really developing her game. Um, as far as backing Kirstea against her, I am not um, going to do it. I think it is a good price. I think if you're going to bet it, uh, I don't think there's an edge here. If you're going to bet it recreationally, I think the plus money is probably the better bet, but I don't want to go against uh, AVU right now. Um, she's playing pretty well, and I, I wouldn't be surprised to see her win the title here. Were you able to find that while I was doing my little? Uh, yeah, it's yeah. Uh, she's won three titles all indoors, one on carpet. That's what I thought in uh, yeah. Quebec. Yeah, um, Quebec, and then the two-time Budapest defending champion. Yeah, yeah. and uh, but this is the fact that it's out. You got to remember, this is Tashkent. Uh, it's the same week as Wuhan. It's it's you know pretty sparsely attended every year, so it's it's not really like this huge breakthrough uh, yeah, for Kuzmova her. Yeah, was the one seed. Yeah, exactly. Right. And she hasn't won a match. She hadn't won a match prior to this week in a while. So, I mean, Samsonova, Nicolescu, Parmenti, and, and Christina Pliskova sounds more like a 125K route to a final, <laughs> um, to be honest. So, I mean, nothing, not to take anything away from her, um, but it's, uh, you know, I wouldn't be changing my outdoor hardcourt handicap on her moving forward based on this tournament. All right, good to know. So, it looks like I was overreacting a bit. It's kind of a rough field. You start to, to flip through here. It was nice to see Margarita Gasparian play two matches without getting hurt. Um, <laughs> Zavatska, Zavatska played some nice hard, hardcore tennis. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, he took out Ostapenko in the first round, who retired, then beat Martin Kova, Colin Skaya. Um, interesting name to see there as well. Pliskova the Lesser gets three wins, picks up some easy ranking points. Um, so saw some older players here, Nicolescu, Parmentier. Who else is in here? Yeah. Um, did Flipkins play in this event? I can't remember. Um, any other thoughts from either of you on Tashkent before we jump into Wuhan? I hope I'm wrong. I hope Kirstea wins. <laughs> yeah, so do I. I think that the books have have been uh, have been harsh on her with their with their estimations, and uh, she's she's 
clearly outperformed her price every single match. All right, we're cheering for Serana, but let's jump into Wuhan, which every time I say that, all I can think of is Wu-Tang. We need some sort of Wuhan. <laughs> you don't think of uh, Buster Rhymes, Wuhan got you all in check? No. Oh, my gosh, Ugh. no. Now I am. <laughs> yeah, see, I just switched it for you. We've got the final also tonight. Uh, Arena, the Amazonian warrior Princess Sabalenko, has blown through the field here all the way to the final. I am actually a little nervous about this match. She's facing Allison Risk. Spread, should I be nervous? I mean, yeah. Allison Risk has been playing fantastic. What do you I think, think Sabalenka is going to win, but I don't think it's a shoo-in by any means. Um, yeah, I think I think Sabalenka wins. Um, she loves her she loves her fast Asian hardcore tournaments, man. It must be something to do. So I've seen a bunch of pictures of her like doing karate or kung fu or something. And I'm sorry, I'm woefully unprepared to talk about this. I don't know what exact um, discipline of martial arts she's doing, but maybe she's just maybe it is. Maybe it's something about the time zone. Maybe it's something about you know having a lot of fan support there because she seemed to she seems to to actually have just about as much support as any non Chinese player that you see at these events. Um, Allison Risk actually talked a lot about the courts being fast and. You know, the balls, um, you know, being the same that they use at Wimbledon, which we know should be a place Sablanka will eventually have success. Um, but you're right. She does seem to love this time of year. And um, I do think she is appropriately the favorite here, but that should be a fun match. Um, looking back through here, Ashley Barty had a nice week before getting a calf strain in her match against Sablanka. Um, we'll talk about her a little more in Beijing. Um, but any reservations? Well, you know, we'll talk about that a little bit more once we get to Beijing. Petra Martic had a nice week with three wins here. Yeah. Um, Sophia Kennan looks like she finally ran out of gas a little bit. Um, heard you chirp up a little bit there, Jorge. What did you think of Martic's week? Uh, I, it's, it has nothing to do with her week this week. I, it's just a, a kind of bookmark um, for when we come back to it during the individual match uh, analysis later on for uh, her match with Maritans. Roy Bikina takes two wins and gets the retirement out of Halep, although she was hanging tight in that match, I think. I don't know if she did really have a chance to win there. Halep, unfortunately, with some back spasms, another thing to put a pin in there. Kiki Burtons continues to struggle, um, you know, makes the second round simply because she didn't have to play anybody to get there. Um, <laughs> loses to Sabalenka pretty easily. Uh, Wang Jiang gets blown away by Risk again. Um, you know, Jorge, as much as you hate head-to-heads, Allison Risk now 3-0 and career against Wang Jiang in China. So I know that's something Spread and I will be writing down and thinking about for a little while. <laughs> um, Svitolina, what did you think of Svitolina's week, Jorge? I think the last few weeks we've seen the same thing, and it's I'm starting to get a bit concerned uh, regarding the fact that she's, it seems like she's she's looking in form, she's looking like she's a contender in these tournaments, and then out of nowhere uh, losing, and not really, lo- like, not in close fashion either. You know what I mean? She she goes and she looks great against Yakupovich, which is not hard to do, I suppose. And then, you know, loses the first set to Buzkova and retires at 4-3 down second set. And then she looks very good against Muguruza, you know, wipes the floor with Kuznetsova, and then loses 1-3 to risk. It's just, it's night and day. It's pretty interesting. I was, so I just pulled up her list of losses here for the year. Um, and I'm going to go through those. I'll take the one retirement out. You know, Risk, one and three. Loses to Mladenovic in a tough three sets in Zhang Zhao. Um, three and one to Serena Williams. Um, long two sets against Kennan. Another long two sets against Kennan. Uh, three sets against Zachary Halep, one and three. Alizé Cornet, Gasparian, Muguruza, Azarenka, Parmentier. I guess I was h- hoping to go back through here and see a, a theme of some of the bigger hitters because I know that's in my head what I think of, you know, when Svitolina is playing good tennis, at some point she does tend to run into somebody who could just, you know, hit the ball a little harder and put her in positions where even her expert movement and, and really strong mental abilities um, just really are lacking because, you know, it's, at certain points some people just hit the ball so hard there's nothing you could do about it. Um, Spread, did you get to watch any Svitolina this last week? Any, anything to add? Uh, I wasn't surprised that she necessarily lost to Risk, but I was surprised at how easily um, Risk was able to win. And I don't know. That was one of the first times that I felt like uh, she had mentally checked out. And usually when you watch a Svitolina match, she is always fighting, even if she loses or, you know, is over, you know, has a bad matchup or whatever. But that was one of the few times where I was really, uh, you know, disappointed with her mental demeanor overall because I usually uh, put that as a strength for her. So kind of curious to see and um 
you know, I was wondering if there are any reasons for that, but I couldn't think of any. Yeah, and that's, you know, we got a pin in a lot of things right now, but we'll talk about that a little bit more in a few seconds. I wonder if that has to do with, you know, Herb just about having locked up one of the spots in the finals here and, and maybe thinking ahead a little bit. But that, that, that loss to risk was really curious. I was very heavy on the over there. I thought that we would see um, yeah. two really long sets or even three sets. I, I thought that that would be a real dogfight, and it was not. Um, as I go through the rest here, Petra Kvitova playing some nice tennis. So, hey, I wanted to get your guys' view on her. Is she back, or or was that just like a nice little draw for her? I, I'm thinking it's the draw. Both? You know, I only got to watch a little bit of her. In the little bit I watched, she did look good, but you know, it was beating up on Polona Herzog. You know? Yeah. Um, the win over Stevens is impressive. Yeah, I saw, I, I saw the Stevens match, but I'm not taking anything out of a uh, win over Stevens right now. Yeah, I think maybe we need. And I missed tennis. the Yastremska match, so so I couldn't talk. I about would say that both. One. Yeah, yeah. Let's okay. say Jorge. Why don't you hop in here? I know you thought there's a little bit of each. Yeah, yeah. It's just that's essentially it. I think that she's starting to find her her or get back on her feet and and uh, build some consistency. And I think that she also had uh, a few matches you could conceivably see her winning easily that she did. So, um, yeah, I, I, I just think it's both. Going through the last player here, Carolina Pliskova, you know, similar to Kiki Burton's, makes a second round only because she had no one to play. Um, beat Anna Samova and then got worked by Yastremska. That was a lot of fun to watch as, as someone that bet on Yastremska. That was um, yeah. That was that was over pretty quickly. Um, you know, again, kind of grinded to a halt here for Pliskova. Disappointing with someone who um, I forget the exact particulars, but continues to go into these tournaments with a chance to advance far enough and become the number one player and and. Shies away from that, so you know maybe a question for the two of you guys. Um, you know, I'll start with you, Jorge. When you think of Pliskova, do you think of her as someone that that falls apart a little bit in some of these big moments? I know that you know we talk about a couple other players that are like that, and, and maybe Pliskova's name doesn't come up as much of it as it should. But you know, a, a tough year from her from a slam perspective. You know, again, these last couple tournaments, opportunities to you know be the number one player just by making the semifinals and, and things like that. Um, so, Jorge, what do you think about Pliskova when we get to some of these bigger events? Uh, I think she's actually underrated, and that's why we have this perception. People have that perception of her. She won Brisbane this year. She won, not won, sorry, she went to the semifinals of the Aussie, losing to the eventual champion in three sets. Uh, quarterfinals Indian Wells, finals of Miami. She won Rome. These are all, with the exception of Brisbane, the tournaments I just named are all Premier 5 yeah. or better. Uh, you know, she went. She won Eastbourne, which is another premier event. Fourth round of Wimbledon is a tad disappointing, but she lost 13-11 in the third to uh, Mahova, who's having a breakout year. You know, fourth round of the U.S. Open. Three of the four tournaments she made the fourth round or better. She won the inaugural premier in Zhengzhou. I think she's having a very, very strong, maybe quiet, but strong year. It's all right, Spray. What do you think? Am I underrating her? I think that she actually has very high expectations due to her like performances in the past. But when you actually look at her as a player, she is somewhat limited in the new the new style of the WTA because before she was a power player, now so many young power players have emerged. Um, I think that a lot of times, I mean, you know, we expect her to win these uh, tournaments and so much, but I think she's accomplished a lot with her skill set and, and her athleticism because I, as a mover, I rate her below average. You know, and I think in the in the way the WTA is played now, I think that's really hard to overcome. I think it says a lot, uh, really, for her ability to serve and and how well she hits ground strokes uh, when she can't get set up. That she's able to accomplish this much so far. So uh, I kind of think people are kind of being hard on her. I think that she does pretty well. And she's fairly consistent too. I liked your comment there at the beginning, Spread, about her. You know, finding a, a tough spot to be in, in kind of the new WTA here. You're right; she is. We think of her as a power hitter, but there's a lot of players that hit the ball harder than she does, and she definitely struggles to move. I mean, her serve is obviously one of the best, if not the best, in the WTA, which is a huge advantage. You know, her ability to get up there and hit aces. Um, you know, I always joke with John Joe that his nightmare would be Carolina Pliskova having a kid with John Isner and just watching, <laughs> watching that thing take over tennis by just only winning points on serve and tiebreakers. Um, I just, you know, again, I expect a little bit more out of her, and I thought that she'd be a little more competitive in this draw. So we'll see how the rest of the season goes. You know, you're right, Jorge. She's had a fantastic year, won, won a handful of events. I think she's won on three different surfaces, which is incredibly impressive. Um, so not to take anything away from her year, but I'd love to see her step up in one of these big spots and, and take advantage. So 
Um, flipping through here, any other thoughts, gentlemen, on Wuhan before we jump into the last big event of the season? Oh, let's yeah. Get, let's go. Oh, well, okay. Real quick, no, I, I did want to get your guys' thoughts on Rybakina's tournament because, um, you know, Halep retired against her, but I thought she did pretty well beforehand. What do you guys uh, think about her game going forward? Is this Was this just a lucky draw, or is she kind of uh, improving before our eyes here? I think she's getting much better every single week. Um, she was pretty good to us during the clay season and has been okay in yeah. some of the smaller hard court events. She was good to you during the clay season. Well, that's, you know, it's not like we can talk about this. I faded her a lot. <laughs> Unsuccessfully, I might add. You look who she played. Lin Zhu, I think, is, is a quality player. You know, a tough three-set match there. Mm-hmm. Holmes Jabor, um, you know, I, I don't like watching tricky her. Tricky She continues to win. Yeah, and neither right, do I. Very tricky. So, you know, good to see her win that in three sets. And I thought she was competitive with Halep. And um, yeah. looking back, is she the only player? Yep, the only player to take a set off Sabalenka so far. So, have to feel confident in her, um, you know, winning some tough matches in tough spots here. You know, Zhu in front of a home crowd. Holmes Jabor, again, being pretty crafty. Halep being a big player. Sabalenka being probably the tournament favorite at that point. Um, so I was pretty impressed with her and her growth. How about you, Jorge? Sorry, hold on. Oh, oh sorry. sorry. So had one. You know those sneezes that mm-hmm. that don't happen? Yeah, one of those was uh, was getting me there. But I think that she's one of my favorite young players. I think her and Anna Blinkova are ones to watch. They're not, you know, highly touted because they they weren't, you know, making waves at 16 years old or 15 like the Goffs and Andreescu's and and like the teenagers. Uh, per se, but I do think she's one to watch, and I do think there's going to be a lot of value on her to win a lot of uh, WTA international hardcourt tournaments uh, in the coming years. So she huh. should have gone to Tashkent, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I think she would have won this tournament. Yeah, yeah I mean, I think it's an interesting I mean, idea. But I mean, no, in all honesty, I don't know why I just said that. No, <laughs> you don't. You, no one's going to choose to play a Tashkent Uzbekistan over a, a, a Premier 5, but I mean, I do think she would have won Tashkent. But I think she's got she, – she has, like, Wuhan quarters are worth, you know, 190 points. But it's 60 grand, yeah. right? So that's that's significant. Um, like, they, like, she only – she got 90 fewer points by going to the quarters of Wuhan as opposed to winning an so entire winning tournament. Tashkent, that's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. And winning Tashkent would have only netted her forty-three grand. So she made, you know, when you're twenty years old, she made old, the right and, financial decision. Absolutely. When you're that age, you do have to. You kind of have to go where you can maximize the money because you, right now, I, you know, girls like her, I don't think have huge endorsement deals. Um, they're not, you know, they're playing some high-level ITFs and, and internationals that don't have a ton of money. So when you have a chance to rake in sixty Gs, you got to take it. Yeah. All right, let's jump into the last big event, and, and not quite the last big event. We do still have the WTA Finals and the WTA Elite. And I thought before we jumped into Beijing, we could do a quick update on the standings there. Thanks to our friends at live-tennis.eu. Um, that's the site that has the live updated rankings, and they do a good job of keeping track of the race to uh, the finals here. So, you know, Serena Williams has already listed herself as out, so we'll exclude her as I go through this list. Ashley Barty, Carolina Pliskova, and Simona Halep are in for the top eight. Then you've got Andreescu, Naomi Osaka, Petra Kvitova, Alina Svitolina, and Belinda Bencic round out the, the rest of the list there. And then the next 11 go into the elite tournament, which would be Kiki Burton's, Joe Conta, Madison Keys, Sofia Kennan, Petra Martic, Marketa Vondrasova, Angelique Kerber, and Arena Sabalenka, Donna Vekic, Elise Mertens, and Allison Risk, with the first couple players out here being Amanda Anasimova, Maria Sakari, who I'm surprised we didn't see her name these, these last few weeks. Um, I was going to say the same about Conta when you mentioned her, too. She hasn't played these last two tournaments either. Right, no Conta, no Sakari. Sloane Stevens comes after Sakari, and Annette Contivate after that. Another name that we haven't seen in a while. Um, so just yeah. a good, a good I thing. I wonder why they're laying off these tournaments. Yeah, a good thing to keep in mind. These are, you know, when you think about the players that are playing in Beijing this week, this is their, you know, one of their last chances, probably their last good chance to get some big points and to make a move here. Um, so keep that in mind as you go through and do some of your handicapping. Um, let me see here. You know, again, the race for the top eight is fairly close. And it looks like Kiki Burton's, if she has a strong run here, could um, catch up with Belinda Bencic. But that's the only real close spot. The difference between Burton's and Joe Kant is a about 600, almost 700 points there. And then as you go down, the difference between Risk and Anna Samova is pretty far. So Risk is probably safe. 
And then Anna Samova is, you know, in good shape, I think, if she wins a couple matches here. Again, Sakari not playing. I mean, who knows what Stevens does. But a good thing to keep in mind. Uh, you guys excited for the finals? Yep. They're, I think they're kind of anticlimactic, personally. I like the round-robin piece of it. you got to think Jorge's a big fan since Fidelina won, right, Spread? Well, yeah. I mean, no, I'm not saying. It's just it really doesn't feel like the finals, like something that we're building all year to. All right, Jorge. So, do you actually like the finals or really just because Fidelina won? Uh, I, I enjoy the finals. I think uh, I think you, it, it really just fast-forwards. Um you know, most tournaments where you get the best in the world's best on best in every match. And I think that's pretty yeah. awesome. It is a fun, fun couple days of tennis. All right, let's jump into the tournament yes. this week. Um, previous winners last year, Caroline Wozniacki beat Anastasia Savastova. Caroline Garcia beat Halep in 2017. Rodwanska beat Conta in 2016. Muguruza over Bachinski. Somehow Bachinski made the finals in 2015. Um, Sharapova beat Kvitova in 2014. Um, so there's your last five finals here. Again, all in Beijing. It's been a premier mandatory for about 10 years. I think this will actually be the 10th year it's been a premier mandatory. Um, so a nice uh, way to kind of wrap up the season almost. Um, let's go quarter by quarter here since we've got a bigger draw. First quarter, Ashley Barty, who has a bye. Yulia Putin-Seva, Sai Sai Zhang, Monica Puig, Sloan Stevens, Belinda Benchitz, Shea Su Wei, uh, Stritzova, Venus Williams, Daniel Collins, Petra Kvitova, who also has a bye, kind of rounds out the quarter there. Um, some big names, but a lot of question marks. We'll start with you, Spread. What do you think of this first quarter? Uh, well, you told me they had quarter prices on Bovada. I was pulling those up. Let me get here. So last week I had problems with Benchitz. I picked her, and she didn't do very well at all. Um, kind of tempted to go back to that well and see if she comes back, but I've also kind of been scared off. And I also asked you guys about Kavitova earlier because she was the other name that jumped out to me. Um, Barty, I'm not too uh, enthusiastic about backing right now. I don't think that she is in the place that she was at the beginning of the year. And uh, I think she might fizzle towards the end of the year, and then I'm going to be looking to come back on her hard when uh, at the beginning of the year for Australia. I think that she's going to be ready to go. I think this might have been a really long year for her, uh, maybe not physically, but emotionally. Um, so I'm not too uh, keen on backing Barty, and I'm pulling those prices up. So why don't you go ahead and give yours, and then I'll give out a price. Yeah, you got to worry about Barty again coming off the calf injury. She did finish the match against Zabalenka, which I imagine bodes well. Um, but definitely something to keep in the back of your mind. I, I, you know, you said Benchich. That's one of the names that I had circled. I'm seeing her 7-1 to one to win the quarter. Um, I like that price a lot. Um, Shea was obviously crafty, but I think Benchich has the skills to beat her. I think that second-round match, Stritzova-Williams, uh, you know, whoever comes out there is not going to be a problem. Then you probably have Kvitova-Benchich. You know, I'm, I'm going to be excited to back Benchich, hopefully as a dog in that spot. Um, but I think she has a great chance to win that match. And then, you know, whatever's going on at the top half, maybe Stevens, maybe an injured Barty, somehow Putin-Seva gets through. Um, Got to like Benchich in all those spots. Um, Jorge, what do you think about the first quarter? Uh, I'm going to be backing... Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Blank there. Belinda Benchich, sorry. Um, I do think that I like how this sets up for her. Um you have, remember here, for those, for listeners, the, the, the buys are not based on ranking and seed as they are with most tournaments. The buys here are given out to the four semifinalists of Wuhan. Um, so you have two of those players that made the semis here in um, Beijing. And it's not necessarily the best fatigue fade spot because they're going to get uh, that, that first round off. But I do like the idea of playing against anyone who went deep the week before. Benchich fills, fills in that category. She's a solid hardcore player. She's 25-1 to 1, um, at both Unibet and Bet365. And then you have players that you can't rely on. Barbara Strichkova and Venus Williams, whoever wins that match, I think that's a walk over to the third round for her. Um, the, the first one could be tricky with Shea. But if she gets past Shea, I love her chances to make... Uh, make it out of this quarter. Spread, did you find the price you liked? Uh, so, yeah, I pulled it up, and it looks like the books are uh, in agreement that Kavita is healthy because I see that Barty's plus 250, uh, Kavita's plus 300. Looking, I was looking at these long shot prices. 
Uh, Collins and Putin Sava, 16 to 1, 18 to 1, not attractive at all. I think the only uh, the only option here is Benchich at 7 to 1 to win the first quarter. Yeah, I like that. 7 to win the first quarter. Now, her price to win the whole thing, I'm seeing 25 to 25 1. I get, to I've one, only yeah. got one price up. Sounds, Jorge, like you got the same number there. Um, yeah, are you just books, interested yeah. in her to win the quarter, or do we like that 25 to 1 price to win the whole thing? I just want her at the quarter. What about you, Jorge? Well, I mean, she's she's in the opposite half of Andreescu, so I think that you can get uh, this is the half to, to to make most of your overall outrights in, um, because Andreescu's just been eating people uh, up on hard courts this season. Um, so yeah, I think that I'm going to avoid Andreescu and Pliskova's half, and I get two players in the quarter that went deep last week or relatively far, and I think that. Yeah, I, I do like her outright price here. Excellent. I'm on board, too. I like that 25-1. to 1. Um, Again, the only match that I'm like really the, worried about here is the Kvitova match. Once she gets past Kvitova, again, nobody in the top half of her quarter. We'll get in the second quarter in a second. I, I'm not too concerned about any of those players. But, yeah, 25-1, to 1, I'm jumping on board, too. We'll look at – and then look at the other halves. Fidelina has, as we talked about earlier, has not shown she can make deep runs right now. Kerber's completely out of form. Kennan's played a ton of tennis lately. And Kiki Barrett's isn't that great on outdoor hard courts. I mean, the whole half, the seeds in her half set up wonderfully for her uh, if she can string, uh, string a few wins together here. All right, let's jump into the second quarter then. So, you know, Jorge, it sounds like you're not too optimistic about too many names, but is there anybody that, that you like? Is there any good spots here? You know, again, you just ran through the list of big names and a lot of question marks around there. So, is there someone who has a good chance to uh, maybe suck up some value as the big names fall apart? I think I'm more intrigued at individual matches um, for this half, for this quarter. I don't really have anything on the outrights here. Uh, there's too many question marks uh, and uncertainties for me, so I'm going to pass on uh, outrights both to win the quarter and to win the tournament from the second quarter. How about you, Spread? What do you think about this second quarter? Don't like it either. Svitolina at three and a half to one to win the quarter. I don't. I, that's not enough at all. Kennan five to one. It's not enough. Uh, and then when you get to the long shots, I just don't see any of these players being able to pull it off. You know. You know what I don't hate? I Beckett? don't hate 30, 33 to one on Kudermatova to win the Kuder monster. I mean, you know me and my love for Veronica. So, and actually, I, that's I. That is a good, uh, you know, if we're trying to look at where we think these lines are wrong, she should be right around Gorgas and Sevastova in price, in my mind. Yeah. I, I, I mean, mean, she's got a way better chance than Hercog, Garcia, or Pavs, right? Absolutely. Well, she's so, playing Pavs head-to-head -head yeah. in the first round, and she's a dog. So, I mean, they kind of have to make Pavs, uh, you know, give her the better chance to win the quarter. Right, but I'm just saying, even if they were even money, if the prices were the same, they were both 20 to 1, and you told me I could bet one for free I would take Cooter Monster, yeah. Yeah, I'd take Cooter Monster too. So, uh, I don't know if I'll place that bet. I think that's a good eye on actually just finding a mistake by the book because, like I said, she to, in my mind, she should be, you know, if Gorgas and Sevastava are 14 and 16 to 1, she should be right in there probably at like 15 to 1 in my mind. I looked at Kudermatova. I was a little concerned about her draw. I think that first match against Pavla Yuchenkova is going to be a little tougher than maybe we give her credit for. I know that Kennan has played a lot of tennis the last few weeks, but um, she'll have had a couple days here to get some rest without too much travel. She was in Wuhan last week. You know, I don't think that Muguruza at this point of the year is going to give her too much trouble in the first round. So I am concerned about that. And then, you know, it's either Svitolina Savastova or even maybe Wang Yifan in front of a home crowd there. The three names that, that I had circled and I, I don't think I'm going to do anything with were Vekic, Gorgias, and, and Yastremska. I really like kind of that, that half that half of the quarter, and I think that whoever comes out of there is in a great spot to win the quarter. But the tough part is picking out between the three. I mean, Vekic is playing Burtons in the first round, and I should just stay a million miles away from that for reasons we've discussed ad nauseum. Yastremska should beat Garcia in the first round. You know, maybe she is the pick there. But, you know, a 10 to 1, I'm not sure I'm excited about the value there. Gorgeous. Um, got a great write-up by our buddy Snice at, um, on Twitter. You can find him at S-N-I-Z-E, which is somehow pronounced Snice. Anyway, at S-I-N, I'm sorry, S-N-I-Z-E Master. Um, very good tennis Yeah. 
<laughs> a very good tennis capper and one of our good friends he gave gorgeous some great support and kind of laid out a lot of what we've talked about that there's a lot of names here and not a lot to get too excited about so it is a good spot to look for somebody like that i, I like the kudermatova look maybe that's good to sprinkle a little bit i might talk myself into wang yafan um you know i love betting some of the chinese players in front of these home crowds 22 to 1 to win the quarter is very interesting to me but um, this does probably scream stay away given the amount of question marks and, and possible upsides and downsides we have here. So um, sounds like as a group we're passing on the second quarter. Yeah. Let's go to the bottom half of the draw, third quarter here. Andreescu, Sasnovich, Mertens, Martich, Anna Samova, Mahova, and or Machova. I don't think we've gotten a definitive answer on that. Um, Madison Keys, Wang Jiang, Alia Tomjanovic, Allison Risk, uh, Teichman, Pegula, and Osaka fill out the quarter with a couple of qualifiers here. Jorge, we'll start with you again here. Is there anything that can stop Bianca Andreescu from winning this quarter? Uh, I, 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 I can't put my hand on something uh, that, that would. I can't see her not winning it. I, I mean, she didn't... I think she withdrew, She pulled out of Wuhan last week. I don't know if that's to conserve energy or if it was a, like what went into that decision. But it, perhaps there's an issue there. I don't want to say there is. I haven't heard news. I don't want to, you know, spread fake news or anything. But, um, you know, maybe that's a question mark. But outside of that, I just, maybe Naomi Osaka in the quarter. Like, that's the only person I see with, you know, that I could conceivably give a chance to. Uh, or, a, like, a peaking Madison Keys. <laughs> you basically just problems. stole everything I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> the two people that can beat her are, are, are Redline Osaka and Redline Keys. Yeah. Both of them beat her. But other than that, no. Do you guys think Osaka has to redline? I mean, that's kind of her mm-hmm. game. She's kind of feast or famine, right? I mean, yeah, I just, she's I, either I she's either painting to... lines and, and blowing people off the court or, or she, she's just spraying balls like five feet past the baseline. Like, yeah, I just wonder she's if she has to fairly play inconsistent. I wonder if she can come out and, you know, play. Against Andreescu? Yes, I think she does. She has to play her best against Andreescu. If we get the Andreescu that we've seen all year, that's 100% healthy. Yes, she has to redline. All right. then. Andreescu has so much more variety in her game, and she's not thrown off by the power. Like, it's like some of the other women are. So, yeah, I think that Andreescu's, I mean, boy, it's funny that Osaka was the future of tennis a year ago, but Andreescu looks like she just has so many more so much more variety to to way she can win points. Yeah. Anything to add, Jorge, on that? No, I, I think that she's she's the tournament favorite. I mean, we were talking before the uh, the pod, and I, I I mentioned that you know at some point I've got to, or maybe it was on the pod. I can't remember, but I've got to stop being outraged at uh, at Bianca being tournament favorite now because she's you know she's racked up a slam on hard court. She's racked yeah. up the biggest non-slam event possibly outside of the finals in Indian Wells. Um, and she won in Toronto, in her hometown. So, uh, yeah, I, I think that, you know, she is probably the best hardcore player in the world right now, so it's it's a, an earned uh, favorite. It d- doesn't mean there's value in the number, but, um, yeah, I'm not huge on... If I'm going to take an outright from the bottom half, it's going to be from the fourth quarter. It's not going to be in the Andreescu quarter. I'm not going to try and oppose her and get in front of that friggin' freight train. Well, so then it sounds like we have to love the Mississauga and Mammoth here at plus 225 to win the quarter. I mean, it sounds yeah. like you guys have her favorite over Osaka at a good number. I mean, you look at her draw before then. Sasevich should be no problem. I don't think the winner of Mertens Martich will really press her too much. Maybe she gets keys there in the third round, who's, who's really, really hot. But, um, you know, just a ton of optimism here for the Canadian. I agree. I, I think she should be the absolute unquestionable favorite on hardcore tournaments for, until further notice. Um but, you know, all this optimism, do we like that number? Plus 225, that's, it sounds kind of appealing, you know, given all the conversation we've had. But, you know, Jorge, are you going to bet that? I'm trying to, like, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about, it looks, the number may look low. But if you, you know, run your implied probability, if you look at the implied probabilities of 30.77%, do you, do we really think she doesn't make the semis seventy percent of the time here? It feels it's you know what I mean. I keep going back and forth. I can't tell if that's a good number or a bad number. That's if, what I'm saying. At at first gl- uh, glimpse or first glance, it looks like a bad number to me. It looks like it's that's way too low of a price. But then, you know, you consider the fact that that number implies 
that she doesn't make the semis 70% of the time here. Then you look at the draw, and for me, it's, you know, maybe at best 50-50 with Osaka. And then, you know, I think she wins almost every other match well into the night. She's going to be, like, a massive, massive favorite, like 1.0-something. Maybe Mertens is a concern. She pushed her at the U.S. Open. Um, and she's got a very consistent game, and she's, you know, not a pusher. She's, she can she can also rip, and she likes that pace to redirect uh, and defend. I don't think Anisimova's quite ready to take her out yet. Um, I don't think uh, Mohova will, would take her out. I don't think Keys takes her out uh, more than 15 to 20% of the time. Uh, Kyung Wong... Looked okay for a bit last week and then and then lost to Ali Risk. Uh, Tomjanovic doesn't scare me. Risk doesn't scare me coming off a long week. Uh, Teichman sure as hell doesn't scare me. Um, you know, and then Pagul Osaka. And, you know, if Pagul beats Osaka, you're you're sitting on that ticket. is That ticket is gold. Spread, what do you think? Anything to add? Like, Osaka I... has to get there. Sorry. Just, my, not just Pagula beats her. If anyone beats her before she gets to Andreescu... Your ticket is gold because that's that's the only real real threat here. Sorry. Yeah, I agree with Jorge about Bianca, so I'm just gonna skip over that. And one thing I want to point out is if we had like look aheads or these lines were out early, you know, like in August, and if I would have seen fourteen to one on uh, Keon Wong to win her quarter, you know, not knowing the draw, I would have been all over it. But I wasn't really excited with the way that she played last week. Um, she doesn't seem to have that, that captured that magic that she had, uh, in 2018 over here. And now, you know, it's crazy that I'm seeing that 14 to one and it's just not appealing to me. So am I wrong here? Is that, is is this recency bias? Is, is there value to be had there? Noops? What do you think on this 14 to one for, I don't think you can touch it. I think with Osaka and Andreescu being here, those are two players head and shoulders above everybody else. Um, uh, you're right. Give pre year before the tournament, before the draw. You know. Yeah, we were just looking, like we're just waiting lot, for. Yeah. What do you think, Jorge? Um, sorry. Hold on. My computer's giving me trouble here. Can you say it again? Fourteen to one okay, on Keon Keon Wong. Are we crazy for passing this up? That's better. Sorry, it was, it was cutting out in my ears. There. I was wondering if it was my computer, if it was the uh, recording. Um. Yeah, no, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be placing a bet on Kyung Wong. I just can't. She's one of those players I just can't get a great feel for in general. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm passing there. You know what? I think I almost want her to be better than she is. I think that it'd be go- so yeah. good for the game. You know, if she was able to really become a top ten player and win outside of Asia. Um, you know, I think she has a fun personality and she's fun to root for. Um, but, boy, she just hasn't been able to put it together. And I was really hoping this year she would – and she's kind of defended her points fairly well. I mean, she's not taking a huge drop off here, but but not really the breakthrough that we hope for maybe uh, going into the whole Asian swing. I think she's acquitted herself nicely this year. She does have some limitations in, in terms of, again, you know, the conversation we're having about power. There's certain times yeah. she comes up against players that just can physically overmatch her. But, you know, you, you love her chances again. Um, these Chinese crowds are very famous for coming out and supporting their country women. So, you know, I think she'll have a packed house cheering for her the whole time. But yeah. you, you look at the draw, Tomjanovic, I like her to win that match. Then she's got to play Risk. We'll see what Risk is looking like. But again, she's got the bye. Then you've got Osaka and then probably Andreescu. It's it's really hard That's to put rough. together a case for that. And then you start yeah. to think about the odds, right? You'd probably actually do better doing a rolling money line parlay. I mean, she's probably you know what three three to one two two to one against osaka and then probably three to one three and a half to one against andreescu it's it's a really tough spot yeah you know what? maybe i'll do that that sounds like some fun just 10 bucks i'll start her against uh Ajla and see how we do yeah that'll be good and again that'll be nice some part fun, of that is fun you, you can always stop yeah you don't have to worry about hedging i can there. abandon if naomi's just blowing uh pagula and off, off the court, court. yeah right all right, fourth quarter, cool. gentlemen. Simona Halep, Ekaterina, Exal- Ale- eh, oh, wow. Ekaterina Alexandrova, one of my favorite players whose name I apparently struggle with. Uh, Daria Kasatkina, unfortunately one of the kitty cursed. 
Peng Shuai, <laughs> Arena, the Amazonian Warrior Princess Sabalenka, Caroline Wozniacki, Svetlana Kuznetsova, Katerina Siniakova, Zhiyu Wang, the other Kitty Cursed, Helena Ostapenko, and Carolina, the San Antonio Spurs, Pliskova. Uh, kind of a fun <laughs> quarter here. Um, you know, I, I like some of the names here. You know, Alexandrova has been one of my favorite hardcourt players. Obviously, you guys know how much I love Sabalenka. It would be awesome to have her win the title in Wuhan tonight and come out and just blow through this draw. But let's start with you again this time, Jorge. What do you think about this fourth quarter? Who comes out? Pliskova. I'm big on Pliskova here. Um, Halep retired this week. Not a chance you're going to get me, entice me to bet her. Sabalenka is playing a long week into a final. Nice fatigue fade opportunity here in terms of outright betting. Um, you know, Kasakina Pung Shui, no concerns at all. Alexandrova doesn't really concern me that much. Uh, Wozniacki doesn't concern me uh, going deep in tournaments anymore. You know, Sinyakova, like there's no one here who scares me for Pliskova until the semis against Andreescu. And I, you know, at 12 to 1, I think that's a nice price. I'm definitely going to be on plus 250 to win the quarter. I think that she's got a better chance than Andreescu uh, to win her quarter, all things considered. And I get, you know, an extra uh, an extra 25 cents on that price. Absolutely, we'll be in on uh, plus 250 for uh, Pliskova to win her quarter. She only needs to win it, um, you know, one of every 28 and a half percent of the time is the break-even point. I think she wins this quarter at least 30, 35, 40 percent of the time. Um, and so I think there's value in that number. Yeah, That's a, a bet draw. 365. It's a really, really great draw. You know, unfortunately, Spread, I got to say, she probably takes care of Ostapego without too much trouble. You know, if Siniakova red lines, that's always really interesting, but got to think Pliskova can even hold her back. You know, the next match, Kuznetsova, Wozniacki, maybe it's a qualifier. That's no problem. So, you know, has a really nice path to the quarterfinals. But what do you think of this quarter spread? I mean, this is the weakest quarter by far. Wouldn't you agree? That's I mean, you take out the top two seeds. I would well, no, not injured. even... For, forget okay. the top two seeds. You've got you've got an one of them's injured. Like yeah, so you take out an injured Hallow. I'm basically considered Pliskova and Sabalenka as the top two seeds here. Yeah, but yeah, you but Sabalenka's off a long week, right? So yeah. that, that's gonna be so, really tough to yeah. to make a run to the semis again. I think the only real wild card here is Kuznetsova. I think she's the only one that can really throw a monkey yeah. wrench or redline Wozniacki. But well, you know, at this point in her career, you can't trust her. Um, you know, to keep going and going and going. This is a talk about a wonderful draw for Pliskova. This will be a disappointment if she doesn't make the semis, unless she meets up against Sabalenka. Sabalenka's not fatigued and playing the way she's been all week. Then you know it would be, uh, you know, okay, that's a, that's a fine loss, that's acceptable loss. Doesn't say anything about her, but the way it looks right now, I mean, she, I think she has the easiest path to the semis of of any woman in this whole tournament. It'd be tough to see Kuznetsova hanging with her and making that tough. I still think Sabalenka has such an easy draw. You know, the bye, you know, either Shuaipang or, or Kasakina should be no problem at all. You know, I, I think that she probably sees Alexandra over there in that third round match. Again, maybe it's it's Halep, but, you know, I think that's actually just as easy. So, it, you know, with. Yeah, her biggest opponent's going to be fatigue, not right. not uh, not a name. And that's, that's, that's the, the main reason we're discounting Sabalenka. In fact, if Sabalenka had bowed out about the same time as Pliskova, I think that we would be if Pliskova was the one in the finals right now, I think that we would be reversing this and saying that Sabalenka had the easiest path. Yeah. So I think that, that the fatigue matters that much. Uh, but but we'll see. I mean, Sabalenka's young. I mean, if anyone's going to overcome fatigue, you know, it's these younger players. Um, she doesn't have like a cannon-like uh, motor, but uh, it's not inconceivable to see her get hot for for two weeks in a row, and uh, that buy is great. You know what? I don't think we spend enough time talking about how cool that is, and 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 that they need to put this into more tournaments. I like the idea of you make the semis, you get a buy the next week. I mean, I think that's just fantastic. Yeah, I like that a lot. I I would probably support doing that every week, maybe for the finalists of the previous week. But it's nice yeah. that you know to have the continuity of the tournaments where you know I think you can connect the two tournaments because of that I think players know well yeah. right, I can go to Wuhan and yeah it's a bigger tournament than Tashkent but you know I can instead of skipping that week I can go there and I know that even if I have a long week there you know if I make the semifinals I get a couple days to get myself together and it's actually a, yep. you know, not too bad of a travel spot for Beijing. What do you think about that, Jorge? Yeah, um, the we we talked uh, just before. It's only a, a couple hour flight, so 
Um, I guess, you know, I, I'm going to have to remember not to put too much um, thought or not too, not too much emphasis uh, on the fatigue phase this week. Uh, but I think it's it's more so, it's not even the travel that, that really, uh, it's the it's the time on court and, or just the sheer number of matches adding up, playing every day. Not even time on court. I mean, you can play, you know, five days out of six uh, and only be out there for an hour and a half every day. But it's the fact that you have to play and you're, you're forcing your body to, to, you know, run those miles every single day um, and then go and do it again the next week. I just, I think that's more of the, the fatigue angle for me. And I think that's what I'm, uh, what I'm looking at here. All right. So let's go back through it. Unless you guys have any other thoughts here, um, do a quick recap. Not too much from us from an outright perspective. We all like Benchich to win her quarter 7-1, to win the tournament at 25-1. to one. Um, second quarter, you know, look for some bigger numbers there. Cooter Monster at 33 to 1 is not a bad look. I'm going to look again, like I said, at Gorgeous, at Yastrzemski, at Vekic, maybe at some of their numbers. Again, even maybe Wang Yifan, but the only, you know, person who was brave enough to throw down uh, Jorge likes Cooter Monster at 33 to 1. Um, second, third quarter, you know, pretty much a stay away. Maybe look at Andreescu to win the quarter, but you know, we like the pricing there. Regardless, I think. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Did either of you guys actually throw down on Andreescu to win that quarter? Um, yes. Okay. So, so spread. I think I talked myself into it. Yeah. All right. That's kind of what I was remembering as I was, I was like, actually, I think we talked ourselves into that. I'm still wavering a little bit, but two out of three on that. And then for the fourth quarter, uh, spread and Jorge like Pliskova. I'm going to talk myself into Sabalenka, especially if she wins the final in Wuhan here in a, in a couple hours. Um, but any other thoughts, gentlemen, from an outright perspective before we jump into these first round matches? I'm good. Let's power through some first-round matches here. Let's do it. All right. A lot of these, unfortunately, start tonight, but we're going to go through them anyway. You know, help you see it, help you guys see the process a little bit, and maybe you do get this in time. But Belinda Bencic playing Su Wei Shea, or Shea Su Wei, I think is actually how I'm supposed to say it. Bencic minus 213, Shea plus 168. Um, this looks just about right to me. Spread, are you taking a side here? No, not at those numbers. Uh Kind of already like Belinda to win that quarter, and I'll have her at seven to one. So I'll just let that ride. What do you think, Jorge? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to let the uh, the the, the uh, outright bet ride as well. I don't think uh, I'm I'm not too enthused about laying four games to double down on an outright. Yeah, and and Belinda, even though she has a lot of experience, she is a little younger, and she is one that. I mean, this is somewhat concerning. You know how, like, you know, noobs, a lot of times when you're doing them, you say, oh, she should have no problem with her. Oh, she should roll past her. Uh, I don't believe that's the case in this match. You know, I expect Belinda to win, but a loss here isn't that surprising, uh, especially against a crafty player like Shea. Yeah, Shea's never somebody that, that seems to get, you know, blown away easily, you know, unless she runs into a, yeah. a server that's having a hot day, hitting all their spots. But um, I think it'll be a competitive match. That's why I would avoid Benchich as a parlay piece, but... And I think this price looks right. I think that the respect level is correct on both sides. Monica Puig plus 114 against Zhang Sai Sai minus 139. I'd got in on this a little bit earlier. I think I posted minus 140. I might have gotten minus 135. But I like this number for Zhang here. Um, you know, you is this a birthday fader? Uh, no. Do we have to get out the birthday fader account? To is be it honest, Puig's I didn't even birthday? know that. Was it Puig's birthday? Let me pull that up. It might have been yesterday. I think I saw something on that. But... I, you know, 926. I, just, I just like Zhang a lot, and that's even before, again, I take into account. Um, that's right, today was Monica Puig's birthday. Happy birthday, yeah. Monica Puig. Birthday please. fade. Yeah, so we'll see how that goes tonight. Um, I actually like that even more now, but you know, Zhang in front of a home <laughs> crowd, and you know, she had a really nice little run on hard courts there. I think that she's got the skills and, and the motor here to take care of Puig. But, uh, so, Spread, you like the birthday fade here as well? Yep. How about you, Jorge? Uh, I actually talked myself out of this one and started looking Ooh. at Puig's number and maybe seeing slight signs of value um, at the plus money. But I don't like betting. I don't like backing Monica Puig. I prefer fading her. And I think I talked myself out of this as a good spot to do it. All right. Two out of three there ain't bad. Uh, jumping through it, and I'm going to skip the qualifying matches. Don't worry, Jorge. I'm not going to read those, even though they're next on the list. <laughs> Katarina <laughs> Siniakova, minus 222 against Ziyu Wong. Um, oh, I did it. I said Wong. Good for me. I've been trying real hard at that, guy. getting better. I'm trying. Uh, Wong plus 177. Uh, the China woman in front of a home crowd here, Siniakova. God, I love to fade her when she's these, this big of a favorite, but I'm not sure if this is the spot. What do you think, Jorge? Yeah, I, I, I like... 
I, I, I like Sinekova's game too much uh, here. I would prefer... I used Zhiyu as a spot to fade Strychko last week, and of course, Strychko yeah, wins like work. her only match in like on her, uh, outdoor hard courts in like months. Of course, that was the spot. So uh, I'm going to pass on this one here. I think that maybe my handicap overvalues Wong a bit. So I'm trying to rein that in, do some more tape study, and, uh, and course correct. How about you, Spread? Yeah, I'm staying away. These are actually two of my favorites. You know, I, uh, I've always been uh, fond of Sinekova, and, you know, when she redlines, she's just a joy to watch. And uh, Wong is a player that we kind of tagged as someone that's an up-and-comer. Um, if I was forced to bet on it, I'd just take the plus money because I think anything could happen, but I'm going to stay away from it. Yeah, I was looking at the over-under here. The total was 20 and a half games. Um, a little juicy on the over, which is never a bad. Really, I would think I would think under. I'm thinking whoever wins. wins. Don't bet. Don't ever spread. If you want to like live a long and healthy life, don't ever bet the under uh-huh. of a Sinekova match. She loses a set for absolutely <laughs> no reason. Um, uh-huh. It's really tough. So um, I thought about the over. There, All right, but... I'll remember that if I ever I start having suicidal thoughts. Yep. I'll just Sinekova. Just max bet Sinekova under. Honestly, with I, overs in I, general. Now that I'm thinking about on. it, if you've got an over, stick with the over. Ova's and Ova. All right. <laughs> Plishkova. Ova. Both of the Stick Plishkovas with the are Ova. Ovas. Mahova's and Ova. Sinekova's and Ova. Ova's, baby. All right. Vekic Burton's. This is going to be a ton of fun. I'm seeing this match 110 both ways. I guess technically Burton's is minus 111. I know that some smart people got in at Vekic at some plus money. Uh, congratulations and bravo to them. I would have loved Vekic at plus money, but at this price, I'm probably going to pass. Um, you know, it is a Kiki Precisely. Burton's match, and, and I should stay a million miles away from those as, as usual. But, you know, Vekic at plus money would be great. Vekic at minus 110. I think we're getting pretty close to uh-huh. a good number. Jorge, it sounds like you agree. Spread, what do you think? Completely agree. I'll take Donna here. I don't like the way Burton's is playing lately, and I think that uh, I just like Vekic. I think she has a better chance to get her game together at this point of the year. Interesting. I, again, I lean Vekic, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pass out of uh, – Trying to do my best here and not screw everybody else who's got a Vekic bet. Polona Herzog. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. Polona Herzog, who seems to get a lot of respect from the bookmakers on hard courts. Plus 129 against yeah. Julia Gorgeous. Minus 159. Well, what do you think, Jorge? Is this um, too much respect for Herzog or too much disrespect for Gorgeous? I mean, Gorgeous hasn't played her best tennis this year, but this seems a little off. I think the books are still trying to figure out what on earth... Um... You know, it's going on with Gurgis. Uh, I don't, I don't think they know exactly how to handicap her right now. So uh, that's where I think this price comes in. But I think I'm going to take the value and, and back her for sure here. I like uh, Gurgis is a parlay piece at minus one fifty nine. I think I'm going to try to find something to put her with. Um, I will stay away from the spread. Herzog is. You know, she's tough. She hangs into matches. I think she very rarely gets blown out unless it's on grass or something goofy like that. What do you think, Spread? Oh, no. Jorge, did we lose spread? I'm not sure. Just... Well, we'll see what oh. happens here. It looks like spread has disappeared from the recording. Hopefully he pops back on, but we will continue forward in the hopes that he joins us again shortly. Um, and this is a shame, Jorge, because it's Ostapenko. Plus 475 <laughs> against Carolina Pliskova, who has 